Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering, would you? Great job, worship team. Mackenzie was our guest worship leader today. Who says you can't get a dynamite out of a little package like that? Amen. She did enough exercise for a week up there, I'm telling you. Really good. We, uh, we've talked to you about um, our message series. Today is the last one. The first one I introduced to you, the fact that there is a, a power that is in the world today. It is the power in which we function and we operate. And then also there is a spiritual power and that those two powers are, are opposite one another. The first, of course, has to do with God's power and his angels. And the second has to do with the devil and his imps and his demons. And we talked about that. Second message, Pastor Jeff was here. I was with my mother before she passed and uh, has to deal with, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit and how it ministered to Jesus uh, when he was tempted and the Spirit of God, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, uh, after that, I came back and I dealt with a message about demons and being demonically possessed and told you about that right out of the scripture. And then we had uh, last week, we know it was Father's Day. Amen. How, how many had a good Father's Day? Say amen. That's wonderful. Sorry about the rest of you, but still it was a good day overall. And then today we deal with this subject matter that we talk about angels. I've told you numerous times, but it impacted my life. I will say it again. I uh, almost ran into an angel in the Family Life Center a number of years ago. Center, I'll take you right to the spot where it happened. And just in that quick vision, I saw the form of what I, I thought was an angel and believed that it was today. And almost uh, in, in ministering to the congregation, ran into him. And I, I had to do, uh, you know, some quick steps and almost tripped up to keep from walking into the angel, you say, well, he's a spirit being. You couldn't have heard him. Well, I, I know that, but neither did I, you know, I just, I just didn't and moved. And I, the Holy Spirit was really strong and big in that particular service. I believe that with all of my heart that that actually happened. Now, here's what we know. Every day we fight against an evil spirit. Every day, I've often said, if you haven't run into the devil today already, it's because the two of you are going in the same direction. Here's what I found. If you're really serving God, you're going to meet the devil head on before you get to work a lot of times. And if and when you get to work, you're surely going to hit him. And that's just the way it is. The enemy is assured of his position that he can rock your world and cause you to fall out of love with Almighty God. He'll do all he can to tempt you. He'll be after you, after your family, after your kids all the time to make life miserable. But God, amen? Say that with me. But God, God advances. And so God has not left us ignorant. He said in Ephesians 6, 
Here's how we fight. We don't fight as the world does. We fight against principalities and rulers of darkness, and we fight with the Word of God, the breastplate of righteousness and, and all of that. So we're not ignorant. One of the great tragedies of failure in a country, in a family, in a world, in the church is that they're ignorant to what reality and what the truth is. And one of the things the enemy wants us to stay away from is, is truth and reality. And so people often just don't study the word. They don't dig deep. And so as a result, uh, they become ignorant to some of the things that the devil throws at them. But we know Ephesians 6 is okay, everybody. You know that it is there. You know that it is there, so study it and read it. Now, I believe what I'm about to preach is the Word of God. I believe it with all of my heart. It's found right here in the Scripture. And so we're going to talk about angels and say, all right, what part do they play? Say, well, now you're going to get in all that hocus-pocus stuff. No. No, streak of lightning is not hocus-pocus stuff, is it? No, Lord, you don't want to run into the anger of Almighty God. And let me say, that anger is building now, and it will be released during the tribulation period. That's why we need to be ready to go up in the rapture, amen, so that we don't get into the tribulation period. But some people's knowledge of angels is off television. Some people touched by an angel. How many of you saw that? program. Well, pastor, have you seen touched by an angel? I said, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not seen touched by an angel or any, any, anything else. I wake up with an angel every morning. So touched by an angel. I, it's a heartwarming story when some people say, well, that's what angels look like. Well, also angels in the outfield. How many saw that movie, Angels in the Outfield? Well, that, that's all good. It wasn't theologically correct. But you wouldn't know that if you didn't know what theologically correct is, would you? But wasn't on the mark, not theologically anyway. And then there was Michael, who uh, John Travolta, how many has ever heard of him? You know, uh, and John Travolta played, he was that angel, beer drinking, wife beating angel. That's not what an angel is at all, not in any shape, way, shape, or form. But then there was, it's a wonderful life. There was an angel in the movie. It's how many ever seen, it's a wonderful life. Now, what was the name of the angel in it's a wonderful life? Clarence, thank you so much. Clarence. And every time the bell rings, it seemed that Clarence is helping somebody out, giving guidance and direction. And, but, hey, that's wonderful. And then there are some who say, well, I, I want you to know my grandma passed or my grandpa passed or my aunt passed or my, 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 my wife passed and I, I, I have a guardian angel now that grandma passed. I have a guardian angel because grandma's watching over me. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not sure you want grandma to see everything that you do. I don't. Anybody with me out there? Said, so thanks, grandma. Close your eyes on this one, all right? But hey, here's a higher power. How many know that God sees everything? Yeah, Lord have mercy, whether we want him to or not. So I want to speak from my heart and give you a revelation out of the scripture 
about angels. And I, I believe this is the Word of God, and it's out of the Word of God. Number one, angels are God's servants. Say that with me. Angels are God's servants. Now, they're supernatural beings created by God for God's glory. They're gentle and kind, and they're helpful. And you're going to find in this message that they're also fierce, fierce warriors. They can kill thousands at, at one time. They can take down, as they did in Scripture, an entire army. But angels are messengers and spirit beings of God. Whether we care to realize it or not, they're probably angels in this room right now. This would be a good time, sir, for you to turn to your spouse and say, you little darling angel. Oh, I agree with him. You are an angel. You are an angel. I got a song on the tip of my tongue, but I'm not going there. Here in this room. You say, what? Well, what do you mean? Because it's in the book. It's in this book. It's in this book. You see... Sharon and I have often said, and I've heard others say, you better be careful how you treat that person. Might be an angel. Often we say that with a homeless person, but be careful. Might be an angel. Now, I'm not going around spooky all the time. Everybody with me? I'm, I'm not going to build up angels this morning. I'm going to say angels and angels. You're going to hear the word angels a lot. But listen, angels do not take precedent over the Son of the living God. Jesus Christ is the Son, and He is supreme, and He is the authority. A half clap won't get it. A full clap might please God. So though we're talking about angels, we're talking about Jesus as the supreme. He created angels for His his purpose. Well, the couple of examples here that we realize that their angels appeared and, and they didn't recognize them. Mine that I saw, I know without a doubt, without a doubt. Genesis 18, Abraham was standing by a tree one day and three individuals uh, came up to him and began to talk and, and they were angels and Abraham didn't even know it. And so he thought, hey, you, you guys look hungry. And so he turns to Sarah, Sarah, hey, fix up some of that best bread you have and get ready. We've got three men here that are really hungry. He never came to the realization they were, they were angels. There's another place in Scripture in the next chapter. Lot, of course, always stood at the gate. That's where the action was. Two guys came up to him, and Lot said, hey, what, what's going on? And they said, we've come to see you and share something with you. And he had no idea that they were, they were angels. He, he said, do you have a place to bed down for tonight? No. Um, well, you come to my house. And it was God's way in those, that moment, though he didn't recognize it, it was God's way to get Lot's attention in that moment. Now, so we know that happens now, our text in Hebrews 13, verse number 2, is this. You might want to write this down or at least make a note of where you can find it so when you're talking about this message, you'll know what the reference is. It, Do not forget to entertain strangers, 
For by doing so, some people have actually entertained angels without even knowing it. Now, I don't walk around and say, dun, 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 dun. I wonder if that's an angel. I wonder if that guy just passed me going 90 miles an hour is an angel. I wonder that. I wonder if that, I wonder if that server in that restaurant is an angel. No, she's there every day. Maybe not. Angels. Angels are spiritual beings created by God and for God. And there are three things I want to share with you. They do number one. There it is. That was a sound effect. <laughs> Probably from an angel. Angels are worshipers. Did you know that? They worship Almighty God. They worship Jesus. You'll find that they're worshiping in many areas of the Scripture. Hebrews 1, verse number 6, And then when God presented his honored son to the world, God said, Let all the angels of God worship him. Do you know what that means? It, mean, it simply means this, that angels will worship God when the church will not. Hello? When the church will not, and when the church will not, he'll take stones and let the stones cry out and give him worship. But when the church is worshiping, when you are worshiping, and when you walk into heaven, whenever you get there, my friend, you know what he's going to say? Angels, step aside. I enjoy it, but the redeemed that I have redeemed are coming in. Move back and let them worship and fall down at the throne of Almighty God. Practice on your worship. Practice on your worship. This young lady, Mackenzie, she's out. Now, I know some of you get irritated. Why didn't she stand still? They do that in the chosen frozen churches. Stand still. But let me tell you something. Give me a young person any day. Getting involved emotionally and physically and spiritually in their worship, I'll take that all day long. Amen. Thank God for it. Ashton Hay let out on one of the verses. He's, he's being raised by a single mom. His dad was Justin. Ashton won the National Fine Arts, plays the guitar, taught himself, taught himself to sing and to do it. And up here, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ as a young man, I'm saying, that's worship. Somebody say, amen. That's worship. We understand. Angels. So here we go. In Revelation 5.11, this will happen. Then I looked and I heard the voices of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne in a loud voice and they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Angels are worshipers of Almighty God, but they're also warriors. They're also warriors. They have a fierce side to them if necessary we talked a couple of weeks ago how Daniel and Daniel 10 had prayed for all those days and we know that finally an angel his prayers were hindered because the angel was fighting the prince of Persia do you remember that I know that you do 
And finally, Michael, Archangel, came and said, you go ahead and, and go give Daniel his message after 21 days or so. You give him the message. I'll take care of the prince of Persia. And he said, when he got to where Dan, he said, I would have been here sooner, but I was interfered with until I called on Michael, the archangel, and he took care of business. I have a message, Daniel, to give to you. First Chronicles 21, David looked up in the sky and suspended between heaven and earth was a mighty angel with his sword drawn over Jerusalem. And God said, I want to have compassion on them he said to the angel, put away your sword. And the angel obeyed God. Angels are warriors. 2 Kings 19, 35. How did the children of Israel manage this? God said, don't sweat it. One angel. Say one angel. One angel. The night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian army on behalf of God Almighty. I believe in angels. Revelation 12, 7, and there was a war in heaven. It will happen. It's coming. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, and they lost. Angels are worshipers. Angels are warriors. Angels are messengers. Well, over and over again, we see in the scripture where an angel showed up with a message from God and for God's people. In the Old Testament, in the book of Judges, we have an example of Gideon. Gideon's afraid. He's just a little warped at God right now. He's afraid of the Midianites. It seems like they've got the upper hand. And Gideon decides, I need to go hide in the cellar and try to take care of business. They were under bondage, and Gideon was hiding. And Judges 6, 12, this is what it says. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And King James says, mighty man of valor. The angel of God showed up to give Gideon a message. God is with you. In other words, you can handle that battle. Now listen. Angels appear in visions. They appear in dreams. The Holy Spirit said, well, wait a minute. Why do I need angels if I got the Holy Spirit? God said, hey, I'm creative. I'm creative. The Holy Spirit can speak to you based on the Word of God. He can speak to you with the power of conviction. Say, be careful. Watch out. Angel can speak to you in a dream. I don't know what I, I've had many people call me and tell me what this dream is. My dog bit me, pastor, in my dream. He bit me. Is that right? Is that it? That's it. My dog bit me. Can you tell me what it means? Well, when's the last time you fed the dog? Well, it's been a, it's, it's been a week. I'm trying to teach him discipline. I said, that wasn't a dream. That was your dog in action. I'd bite you too if you hadn't fed me in a week. Hello? So, so, and so people have, we understand that, but God can speak through a dream. But here's the thing. I don't want you to get caught up in trying to figure out what the dream is. Mo almost with every dream and every vision, there is a resonating thought that'll go along with it. Now, there's a difference in dreams and nightmares. 
You with me? How many know the difference? Yep. That's right. Got married when I was drunk. Woke up and thought, I don't even know this woman. That's a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. But in a dream, God, God can speak. I don't, I don't go around saying, give me a dream, give me a dream, give me a dream. If I got Jesus, he'll give me all that I need. I don't need to say, give me a dream. Oh, man, that dream meant I don't make life decisions off dreams. Are you with me? I don't make life decisions off dreams. I don't. I have, I have the word of God. I have a pastor. I have friends that are Christians, that are leaders. I have influencers in my life. So I don't make decisions off dreams. I consider them. And I said, all right, God, you help me discern, so discern it, but until then, I'm going to keep moving forward. And if this dream comes to pass out of a walk of obedience, then wonderful, wonderful. Angels are there and often will speak to you and will minister as we're going to see in just a few moments. He said, he said to Mary, 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 how many remember who Mary is? Mary, the mother of Jesus. How many know her? Or no, how many have heard of her? That's a better response. Luke 1.30, an angel appeared and said, don't be afraid, Mary, you found favor with God. You are to be with child and give birth to a son and, and you're to give him name Jesus. It was a messenger. The greatest news ever known to man was right there. Also, the virgin will be with child, and he will be named Jesus, and he will be the Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. Angels, that was an awakening moment. Angels also give you direction. They give you direction, sometimes guide you and give you direction. Marriage that Mary, the teenage girl, found out that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, okay? She had a fiancé. She had a fiancé, and his name was Everready. Thank you. His name was Joseph. She goes up to Joseph. I'm using my yard talk here. Guess what, Joe? I'm going to be a mama. Joe had a beard before they were popular. She said, and it's from the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're Joseph... I know some of your personalities. You're going to say she's flipped out. I knew eventually the crack would show up in her thinking. She's nuts just like her daddy. And so I'm going to break this off. I got to. Two things he could have done, Mary, baby. Come get close. You know I love you. You know I was planning to marry you with all of my heart. I, 
I, I gave myself in my heart away to you, but you know, I, I'm finding out that you're a little off. You, you think you're pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And so I, I'm just not there. Or he could have done it this way. Mary, you flat out crazy. I'll see you later. Watch my donkey leave. But you know what God did? He summoned an angel. And in a dream, y'all remember this story? I know you do. I've been your pastor some of you 32 years, smartest congregation in all the world. So he showed up to Joseph in a dream. In Matthew 1.20, angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joe, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Well, that changes things. Mary, uh, forget what I just said. Uh, forgive me. You forgive me? Good, I'm forgiven. I'm going to support you. And so God appeared to Joseph and gave him direction. There's another great example in the Old Testament. How many has ever touched a donkey? How many know a donkey up close? So you got Balaam. You remember him? Yes, we remember Balaam, Pastor. Balaam had a donkey. Balaam got on the donkey, and he decides to take a ride and go a spin with the prince of Moab, of which God did not like. So he gets on his donkey, and he begins to ride. And God is not happy. And so what does God do? It angers God. And God sends an angel to stand in front of the donkey's path. The donkey thought, looks like an angel to me. I don't want to go there. He veered off the path out into the pasture, into the woods, into something, okay? Balaam's upset. He jumps off the donkey, takes his belt off, and beats the living daylights out of the donkey. You fool, you dumb donkey. Takes him by the bridle, leads him back on the path, and says, we're going this way. He gets back on the donkey. Do you remember the story? He rides again. The donkey sees the angel and he veers off again. Balaam said, this stubborn donkey, you are just like, whips him again. Third time, get over here. And finally, Balaam gets back on the donkey and the donkey takes him by a rock and Balaam's foot is hit and scratched it and whatever else. At that time, the donkey knew what was coming. He laid down as if he's dead and just laid there and, and he beat the living daylights out of him again. So it says in Numbers 22, Balaam was riding on his donkey and two of his servants were with him. Verse 23, and when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing on the road with a drawn sword in his hand, 
she turned off the road and went into the field, is what it says. But here's what God did. God has a sense of humor. The angel or the donkey begins to talk. You'd have my attention if Mr. Ed started talking to me. Here's what he said. Hey, Balaam, I thought we were buddies. I've been faithful to you for all these years. And you know what Balaam does? He talks back to the donkey. Who's the one that's most nutty? The donkey talking or the man talking back to the donkey? And he says, hey, um, God opened Balaam's eyes and he could finally see the angel. He, he fell down and bowed down because he felt humbled. Balaam, if you'd gone any further, I was going to kill you, but not the little donkey. You see, the donkey saw when Balaam didn't. And it was a situation in which God was using the donkey to help Balaam. Do I believe that if the donkey had kept going, that Balaam would have died? Absolutely, I believe that. Number two, angels will protect you from danger. I believe there have been times in my life, my family's life, my kids' life, that angels have given them protection. Delays sometimes are orchestrated by God. And when you can't figure it out and you've tried in your strategies and everything seems to fail, you might want to perk up your understanding and say, is this, is this the Lord? And you may never see that angel but it could be their angels will protect you from danger. You say, do you think we have guardian angels? I've been asked that question a lot of times. Doesn't everybody have a guardian angel, some say? And not specifically. But listen, here's what it does say. Psalms 91, I know you're writing this down because you don't want to miss this. You're going to want to refer to this when you start teaching on this. Here it is. For God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So yes, angels are there to pick you up. And then there's another that when Peter was locked in prison, do you remember that? Sure you do. Down in the lower part of the dungeon, and all of a sudden, and, and under Herod's control, and all of a sudden, Acts 12, 1, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and the light shone in the cell, and the angel struck Peter on the side and woke him up and said, get up, and the chains fell off his wrist. And then we continue, verse number 11, he said, or pardon me, number eight. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes, get your sandals. And Peter did, wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel said. Then verse 11, then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel to rescue me from Herod's clutches. Beyond a shadow of doubt, You probably have had close encounters and you wonder how you came out of that. 
God said, I sent an angel to hold back the darkness or not let the car veer over on you. You say, what about all the people that tragedy did come? I don't know about that. But here's what I do know. You see, your intellect will get in your way sometime because we try to figure things out. We try to make sense. We try, you know, two and two is four, and I know that. And listen, God, if two and two doesn't make four, then, then I'm just not with it. That's your intellect. Let me tell you, nothing according to the Scripture makes sense when the supernatural is functioning. God said, it doesn't make sense that I even created you. It doesn't make sense that I turned water into wine. It doesn't make sense that I walked on water. Now listen, I've never walked on water. I've walked in water, but that's not the same. Doesn't make sense that Jesus went to the cross and on the third day that stone rolled away and Jesus came forth out of that grave. It doesn't make sense that for 40 days or so he was uh, appeared to many people and then ascended to the right hand of the Father and he's there making intercession for us now. That doesn't make sense, but let me tell you, he gave me a little bit of a measure of faith and he said, son, if you'll take that measure of faith, you'll understand supernatural things. You don't try to figure it out. If you'll let your faith and humble yourself and say God I don't understand but here's what I know look what God did God intervened God showed up God redeemed me God healed me God delivered me and God made a way where there is no way you think it was because you lived right and you got so many points with God no because God loved you enough to say in spite of you I give angels charge. You hear me? I give angels charge. You got grandkids out there. You got sons and daughters that are circling in their own little orbit. Get ready. Hallelujah. God is about to interrupt their orbit. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't you let the devil browbeat you. And that's not for me. I've done so many wrong things. Well, Jesus, forgive me. And then get up and plow on. It said the angel had to come in and slap the living daylights out of Peter. And he had to come to himself and said, put your clothes on and get out of here. Sometimes that's what God has to do to us. So he gives us guidance and gives us direction and gives us power and gives us anointing beyond a shadow of doubt. Now, angels minister to you. They minister to you. How many like worship music? May I see your hand? Okay. Or I don't want to ask again. The lights are bright and I can't totally see out there, but I'm going to get out here where I can. How many of you like worship music? It's good. How many of you like country music? There you go. More like country than worship. No. By a long stretch, worship. Do you know you can sense the power and the presence of God when you turn on your worship music? Hello? You can feel it. You can feel it. Say, angels. What did Jesus do? It said that angels ministered to him. And I'll give you a Bible illustration in several places. Hebrews 1, number 14. Here, you're going to write that down because you're going to preach this message later. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? Sent 
to serve you. Ministering spirits. You know what the devil say? You're not worthy of any kind of help. You've blown it. You messed it up. Your light's so dim. The devil put you over there and make you go get in a corner. But God will say, hey, my love for you is everlasting. I'm here to minister to you. And sometime an angel that you never see will push back darkness and let the flow of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember I said an angel stopped the prayers as Daniel was praying? You know what? That's what the enemy would like to do is to stop your communion with God. That's what angels push it away. Why? So God and the freedom of the Holy Spirit can move. In Matthew 4, verse 11, it says, Behold, angels came and ministered to Jesus. You know what that means in the Greek? It means that, that he had an attendant that waited on him. They're ministering in spirits. And so when he was tempted out in the wilderness, it said the angel came and ministered to him. When God put the devil in his place and then in the garden when Jesus is wrestling and he says, Lord, if it would be your will, I'd, I'd like this cup passed away from me. And it says when that was said, an angel came and ministered to Jesus and, made, and strengthened him and made him come to the place so that he could say, Almighty God, not my will, but thy will be done if there's any other way past this cup from me. And the angel appeared and he said, now I'm in alignment with you. Not my will, but thy will be done. You see, he's here to help you overcome these angels. Some of you are fighting some pretty serious battles. Some of you are so afraid of COVID that's pitiful. Some of you are fear because your job and some of you are receiving a subsidy report or results and you say, well, they're going to cut that back. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Some of you have relational issues in your family. Things are not copacetic. Things are not routine as they should be in a Christian household. You're wondering what in the world happened. Don't worry about it. Put it in the lap of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep it there. And here's what God will do through the power of conviction and the Holy Spirit and his ministering angels. He knows right where the person is that you've been praying for. I'll tell you something else. Some of you are saying financially we're had it and all kind of battles are going. And you know what your nature is? I want to take a sword out. I'm going to knock their lights out. I'm going to beat the living daylights out of them. God said, that's not how we fight. Read Ephesians 6. We don't fight that way. The kingdom of God doesn't operate that way. Well, tell me, God. He said, read it. It's in Ephesians 6. Have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes prepared with the gospel of peace, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's what you use. Well, I sometimes don't have the courage to do that because I, I failed. Get rid of it. You are not a loser because you failed. 
Are you with me? You are not a loser because you failed. You become a loser if you accept the lies of the enemy. You say, I've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I stepped over and got my shoes dirty, but hallelujah, my Redeemer lives and has forgiven me and helped me. I am overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And my testimony is this, Jesus already won the victory. We don't fight from a position for victory. We fight from a position from victory. Amen. Amen. You see, if we humble ourselves, we humble ourselves, God will take and will give us exactly what we need. And may I tell you something else? A lot of us have been blessed before we humbled ourselves. Why? Because he loves you. He gives us what we don't deserve. But when we're moving in the right direction, you have peace that passes all understanding. So how could anyone not be on fire for Jesus when he has angels posted around us? When they minister to us and we have the Holy Spirit, the person of Jesus in us, and we have the infilling of the Holy Spirit that drives us, and we are covered under a special anointing, how could any of us not be on the ball about spiritual discipline? How? Because the enemy is a liar, but the presence of the Lord. Listen. Our sheriff said to me the other day, Pastor, it's going to get worse. I'm telling you what's going on in government circles. going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, my Lord, Sheriff. Oh, why did you tell me that? And you know what I said to him? Bring it on. I didn't find that out from you, Sheriff. I found it out here already. It's there. But here's what I know. We win. And though we go through the valley of the shadow of death. Did you hear me? Though we go through the valley of the shadow of death. Hallelujah. He will guide us, protect us. His rod and his staff in the name of the Lord will give us what we need. So I want you to get on your best effort and dance out of here today and declaring, thank God I got angels too, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. My Lord, I'm going to go eat a double cheeseburger and enjoy it by the grace of God. Let's stand to our feet and give the Lord an appropriate hand clap. Would you do that? Father, I thank you today. Because I believe this message, and I believe that you are powerful, and I believe that we have more in us, with us, and for us than anything we could ever imagine. I believe there are angels in this place. But God, I didn't come to worship angels. I came to worship you. And the angels would join me. As a matter of fact, if I don't worship them like I need to, the angels will say, let me worship too. 
Almighty God, how wonderful it is. Whatever somebody in their head thought they were going to be facing tomorrow and they're going to have to deal with it, going to deal with it on their job or maybe personal, or got to come up with a decision. Right now, in the name of the Lord, I want you to give them peace and I want you to anoint them and say, everything is going to be okay by the grace of God. And when the sun goes down tomorrow, they're going to look back and say, God told me Sunday morning, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Those of you online who are listening, please, please join us in this prayer. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for redeeming me. I am sorry. I've made mistakes. I've blown it. I have memories of it. But today, in your holy name, you are giving me victory. It is not by might or power, but it's by your Holy Spirit. I'm washed by the blood. I'm washed in the blood. And my journey is taking me closer to you. So I give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Here's what I know. Some of you, some being pulled and so you need to get in that altar. If you have to wrestle with that, you really need to get in this altar. You know what my prayer is for our congregation? Lord, let us be so fluid. If God speaks, we move. Amen? That we don't hesitate. We don't wait. We don't push back. We just know, God, you speak. I'm gone. You say, well, I don't know if it's really God. Oh, come on now, sugar. You think the devil would ever tell you to get in the altar? No? Then what's the other spirit? The Holy Ghost that would encourage you. That's the one I'm going with. Amen? So we're going to sing this worship song. Here's how it's going to go down. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this. Those of you, you know you need to slip down here. Oh, my Lord, you just slip on down. We're going to pray. Those of you who say, okay, as they're singing, time for you to go. Get out. Time to go. Wonderful. You had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. Whatever you need to do, let the Holy Spirit speak and you be obedient. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you, everybody. Let's do what God tells us to do. Here we go.